Good morning. Welcome to today's reading of the uh, 24-hour for the week. For this week, we're opening up a brand new week. Let us, let us pray that God will bless it. Let's pray the uh, serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, our first reading for today is the Daily Reflection of Alcoholics Anonymous. It says October 18, an open mind, true humility, and an open mind leads us to faith. Isn't that interesting? 12 and 12 Traditions, page 33. True humility and an open mind leads us to faith. My alcoholic thinking led me to believe that I could control could control my drinking, but I couldn't. When I came to AA, I realized that God was speaking to me through my group. My mind was open just enough to know that I needed his help. A real honest acceptance of AA took more time, but with it came humility. I know how insane I was, and I am extremely grateful to have my sanity restored to me and to a sober alcoholic, and to be a sober alcoholic. The new sober me is as much better person than I could ever have been without AA. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reading. Exceptional, isn't it? Yep, that is what happened to me. And our next reading is a little 24-hour book. It says, Have I got over most of my sensitiveness to my... My feelings that are too easily hurt and my just plain laziness and self-satisfaction? Am I willing to go out for AA at no matter what cost of my precious self? Is my own comfort more important to me than going to the things that getting to the things that need to be done? Have I got to the point where what happens to me is not so important? Can I face up to things that are embarrassing or uncomfortable? Is there if they are the right things to do for the good of AA, have I given AA just a small piece of myself? Am I willing to give all of myself whenever necessary? Meditation for the day. Not until you have failed can you learn true humility. Humility arises from a deep sense of gratitude to God for giving you the strength to rise above past failures. Humility is not inconsistent with self-respect. The true person has self-respect and the respect of others and yet is humble. The humble person is tolerant of others' failings and does not have a critical attitude towards the fo foibles of others. Humble people are hard on themselves and easy on others. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may be truly humble and yet have self-respect. I pray that I may see the good in myself as well as the bad. Amen. And that is from the little 24-hour little book. Well, folks, we're here and we've been humbled. There is, this is called the easier, softer way. Have a great day. Give them heaven.
Good morning, family. Good morning. God bless you. Up and at them. I hope you had a hope you had a wonderful weekend. I pray that your weekend went well, that good things happened, remarkable things. It's amazing if we put out those fillers out there, uh, expectancy of good things, when we quote good scriptures, we make a landing strip. We had the opportunity of uh, a family came over, we, we gave some things away free. They came all the way from uh, South Central. Looked like uh, people from Guatemala or El Salvador or something. And doing very well, I might add. Shiny shoes and beautiful Tacoma truck. And, and they came to, to take away our donations to the thrift store. Interesting. Huh? And then they prayed for us and they blessed us. And he was talking about how his expectancies, you know, expectancies got him a pickup truck, expectancies got him on the radio broadcasting, thanking God, putting faith in a dollar when he put it in the basket, spending that faith. Well, good morning to all you all. The people prayed for us and we got blessed and the expectancy is, is that the resolution is saying, I am whole. I am good to go. Thanking God, you know. So let's go ahead and thank Him. Acknowledge God this morning. Let us get up and at Him and get going for this week. We're going to have a great cognitive, good understanding week and put our fillers out there that God will hear our praises, our thankfulness, and we're going to acknowledge God who re- created all things for us. <clears throat> Let us pray the our Father, our Lord Jesus, who taught us this. He said for us to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <clears throat> thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Today's uh, study comes from us from uh, Gloria Copeland from their book called Faith to Faith. A daily devotional. <clears throat> I'll be reading yesterday's meditation. I'll be reading two of them. Today is called Living the Love Life. And it's based on John fifteen thirteen. Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. Greater love that has no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. We often think of laying down your life for someone else in terms of dying. That's what Jesus did. He loved us so much, he laid down his life by dying on our place so that we could live. But now he asks us to lay down our lives in a different way. 
He asks us to show our love, not by dying for others, but by living for them. Exactly what does this mean? Sometimes it means giving our lives by spending time in prayer for someone. Other times it means giving ourselves with love and understanding. Many times it means laying down our own selfish desires in order to meet the needs of another. Romans 15.1 puts it this way. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. When you lay down your life, you live to please God instead of yourself. You let your life be guided by His love. If love leads you to the person next door, you follow. When love calls you to intercede for someone in need, you yield. Commit yourself today to lay down your own life and take up the love life. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I see from your word you were willing to give of yourself in the person of your Son for all men. I understand that because Jesus is Lord of my life. I too am called to give myself to others. I choose to accept that calling today. I'll give of my time. I'll give of your love in me. I'll be strong and lift those who are weak. I'm willing to be available to be use of you so that those around you might experience an abundant life you have provided. You have loved me, Lord, with the greatest love there is. I count it a privilege now to share that love with others. I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. I hope you uh praying for others. Sometimes it's just five minutes. It's just pray for their needs, you know. It's praying for the people that need. They actually, God has brought them for us to pray for them. And they identify themselves by... Uh, by being a pain in the neck. That's how they identify themselves. <laughs> so we got work to do, folks. And it's amazing how when we do it right and the love of God overflows in our hearts, how easy the transition is when we spend time praying for them. So let's go ahead and pray a prayer for our enemies, for the people that, uh, that constantly try our patience. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for those ones that are foolish, Lord. You said trying to straighten out a foolish person, it's crazy, and we become crazy. And Lord, and then it leads for suicide thoughts. As easy as suicide thoughts come is when we try to change somebody else's life by constant counsel. Lord, for right now, we just bring them to you, Lord God. We just put them in your altar and your Lord, that you may bless them, Lord. Bless them financially. Bless them socially. Lord, just like your prayer that says, Oh, that you would bless them indeed and enlarge their territory. Let your hand be upon them, Lord, and that you will keep them from evil, that it may not harm them. And God, please, do what we requested for our enemies, Lord. Hold them and bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen. Okay, then we let it go. We become good turnovers. This is the turnover club. Our next reading for today is uh, From Tradition to Truth by Gloria Copeland. It says, 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Psalms 103, verses 2 to 5. Okay, let's say that again. This is uh, one of my favorite scriptures. Just so happens to be in the meditation today. Let's say it again. Repeat it after me. Say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And say this again. Say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Woohoo! Psalm 103. Verses 1 through 5. Is there actually a divine purpose behind the bad things that happens in your life? Could it be that sickness and calamities you experience are somehow a part of God's plans for you? Before you can begin to experience the healing, delivering power of God, you've got to know the answer to those questions. What are the questions again? Is there actually a divine purpose? in your life. You have to settle them once and for all. If you even suspect that God is the source of your misfortunes, you won't be able to believe Him to deliver for deliverance from them. Your fate will be crippled because you're, you'll think that by escaping those things, you'll be opposing His will. In order to receive all the benefits God desires of you, to give you, you must be absolutely sure that He is a good God. You must be certain that His will for you is health, not sickness. His will is prosperity, not poverty. His will is happiness and laughter, not sorrow and loneliness. 100% of the time, Psalm 103 alone is enough to to prove that's true. But if it's not enough to convince you, there are many others too, scriptures. One of the best-known verses is Psalm 136.1 that says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. If religious traditions have robbed you of the goodness of God, if they taught you He brings trouble into your life so He can teach you something, start today washing those traditions away with the truth. Get out of your Bible and let God himself tell you through his own word that he is the God who heals you. Exodus 15, 26. Dig into the scriptures and discover for yourself that he is a God of mercy. Psalm 86, 5. Loving kindness, Jeremiah 9, 24. And compassion, Psalm 145, 8. Put your doubts to rest and open your heart to receive the truth about your heavenly father. It's the only thing that can truly set you free. Amen. Have a great day, family. Give them heaven.
How are you, Al? Hey, good morning, Fernando. How are you? Good morning, Al. I'm good. Thank you very much. You sound awesome. You're coming in nice and clear. Great. Glad to hear that. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, open up with a moment of silence, followed by a little prayer, and uh, we'll get our Bible study on Habakkuk going. It's really a pleasure to have you here and and, uh, and have Father God and the Holy Spirit and the Son Jesus to uh, their presence too, our friendships. Amen. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for leading us in your word, Lord God. Lord, we just ask your presence, Lord God, to go before us, your anointing of Christ before us and back of us, above us and underneath it, Lord. Cover us with your presence, Lord, and that we may have a good time in this next hour in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you, do you have anything to add to, uh, to the prayer? Uh, no, uh, I know this uh, is a long uh, uh, scripture, so it, it's not uh, going to be feasible to read it all and, and keep everybody's attention, much less my own. So, <laughs> so uh, I think that uh, what we're doing here today is uh, we're going to... Uh, uh, kind of uh, do a synopsis or a, uh, you know, just a general uh, kind of uh, explanation of, of that book. It's a short book, but it is a book. So do you agree with that? Am I understanding that right? In other words... Yeah, yes, you're right on, right on. We need to get right into it to keep people's attention. I think they say people only have like 17 minutes of uh, attention span. And I think because uh, I, I'm probably down to 14, 13. Okay, <laughs> you want to go 15 minutes? <laughs> okay, we're going to do the book of Habakkuk. And what we'll do, do you have... Uh, you want me to read a chapter and then you read a chapter? Uh, Do you have you have it in front of you? I have the introduction in front of me. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be wonderful. Why don't you go ahead and get started while I, I flip my pages? Okay. This is uh, the introduction to Habakkuk. It says, uh, near the time of the transition from the Assyrian to the Babylonian empires, the prophet Habakkuk engaged in a profound dialogue with Israel's God. The form of his book is a short series of complaints or laments, followed by divine responses. When Habakkuk cries, when his cries are answered, he closes with a hymn of confidence in God's expected victory. The prophet begins by asking how long God will allow evil to triumph. The divine reply is that God is raising up the Babylonians as his tool of correction. This leads to 
Habakkuk's second question. Why do you allow the wicked to swallow up those more righteous than themselves? God replies again, explaining that the Babylonians will be judged just like the Assyrians and that the righteous must wait this in faith and patience. The inevitability of Babylon's doom is emphasized when God pronounces a series of five woes against it, meaning Babylon. When Habakkuk's dialogue with, God's, uh, with, with God concludes, the book moves to what is called a prayer of Habakkuk. But its musical notations reveal that it is clearly meant to be sung. Habakkuk celebrates God's dramatic intervention for Israel in the past and prays that God will do it again. The prophet resolves in the meantime to wait patiently for God's coming. Uh, you want to make any comments on that or do you want me to know? It's beautiful because I think we should go to the prayer, to the prayer. Um, just the prayer which says right here, I have heard all about you, Lord, and I am filled with awe by the amazing things you have done. That's in chapter three. In this time of our deep need, begin again to help us as you did in years gone by. Show us your power to save us and in your anger, remember your mercy. I see God, the Holy One, moving across the desert from Edom and Mount Paran. His brilliant splendor fills the heavens and the earth, is filled with his praise. What a wonderful God he is. Rays of brilliant light flash from his hands. He rejoices in his awesome power. Pestilence marches before him. Plague follows close behind. When he stops, the earth shakes. When he looks, the nations tremble. He shatters the everlasting mountains and levels the eternal hills. But his power is not diminished. In the least, I see the people of Pushan and Midian trembling in terror. And the prayer just goes on and on and on. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that long. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, actually, that sums up the whole book uh, that uh, uh, God uh, is uh, a just God. And that we, he concludes, the prophet does, and and what I take with it for me is that I need to learn to wait patiently for God's uh, uh, coming, uh, but also on a daily basis. Now, I don't know if he's referring to the second coming or if he's referring to just coming to you with, with the answer. But uh, for me, uh, on a daily basis, uh, I need to... Uh, be patient and, and wait for God to uh, come to his uh, uh, conclusion for me. And, and uh, that's, uh, you know, all through the New Testament, Timothy talks about, you know, uh, that sometimes you're tested, you know, and you need to wait. And, uh, it and why? Because it improves your faith. 
Amen. 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 Yeah, on this uh, Habakkuk, praise God, uh, not only for answering his questions, but also for the knowledge he had again about the person of God. Habakkuk came to realize how much his people needed God's discipline. So he acknowledged God's righteousness in their coming judgment. Then he looked past the coming punishment to a time of restoration. God's punishment of his people is always meted for the purpose of growth and blessings in the end. If we are willing to recognize our need for God and follow his good plans for us, we can experience the blessings God intended for us to gain through our painful experience. That amazing. We always want rewards without uh, finding out if we need reproof or correction. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I, it was good for me that I got afflicted as a kid with poverty because then, you know, humbleness was already instilled in me very good or, or patience or sometimes I thank God that I was, you know, either a sickly child or, or, you know, just didn't have my dad around or whatever, just a lot of problems as a child. And uh, so we started thanking God. And when the good things came along, we I rejoiced. Sometimes I forgot about God. And then we had to go through the whole cycle all over again. So you're right. Yeah. Loving yeah. him and then so, patiently waiting for him. That is very good coverage. Boy, you've done your homework there, mister. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, God willing. But... Uh, I'm going to do something this way because it it's in my mind uh, and really it's, it's not a good place, but I'm going to interject and say that your podcast is uh, you can, is it true that you can contact uh, Fernando mm -hmm. uh, by way of anchor and anything you have to say good or bad, or, you know, as far as uh, what your, uh, opinions are about this book if you've read it you have opinions uh, i think i don't get to listen to it because this is uh this is uh, fernando's account but uh, uh sometimes i do because he sends it to me sometimes he doesn't that's okay but my point is uh, i will get to it eventually uh is that uh there is a way to express yourself Am I correct? Uh, express yourself to Fernando. Yeah, there is a way you can contact us and leave us your, your messages. And if you leave a voice message, we can actually uh, hook it up in back of the, uh, the podcast. So other people in the future can listen to the whole teaching, you know, everybody's input and insight. How do they do that? Oh, and when they're listening, it says right there, leave a comment. Um, oh, okay. So it's know, very very clear what to do yeah and it says record it you can record it and i have had people leave me uh from another country leave me encouraging you know especially in spanish you know we're doing the proverbs and sure i'm telling you beat i'm telling the people in spanish beat your kids up <laughs> it, it, you said especially in spanish uh, have you you got any from the united states of america uh, no. Um, Boy, that tells me that uh, our spirituality is uh, 
lacking. Uh, that's just an observation. I, I could be wrong, but uh, why wouldn't uh, people in the United States be listening to to this podcast? Whereas in Mexico, uh, they're very devout Christians and uh, they are contacting you. So anyway, uh, that's the only point I wanted to make. Do you, do you want to you want to follow on with something else here? Oh, yeah. We want to finish it up with the uh, back to the prayer um, where he says, um, this is an amazing prayer. And a lot of us talk about it. You know it, too, as soon as I mention it. That he's still talking to God. He goes, you march across the land in awesome anger and trample the nations in your fury. You went out to rescue your chosen people, to save your anointed ones. You crushed the head of the wicked and laid bare their bones from head to toe. With their own weapons, you destroyed those who rushed out like a whirlwind, thinking Israel will be easy prey. You trampled the seas with your horses and the mighty waters. You know, this took great wisdom for this guy to see the, the beginning and the end, Habakkuk, of uh of the Babylonians and the Chaldeans and everybody coming and taking their food supply and trampling all over them. And, and to see that uh, Israel's sin was idols, you know, those idols that they had, you know, it talks about, I think in chapter two, that they said, you know, you're praying to those idols and they don't have any, there's no life inside of them. They're, they're just, you know, they just got gold on the outside and they're made out of wood. How dumb the same wood that you heat your, your your food with, you know, you carve an idol and you bow down to it. You know, how dumb can that get? And uh, I, I I told my Catholic sister to get her all her idols out of her house, and she said they're just symbols. Of, reminded me of how uh, uh, how you know I need God. I go symbols. I couldn't I couldn't get that through my head, so I stopped the conversation. I didn't pursue it because we talked about this before. Um, because you know, there's 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 some things going on in her house that she she texts me about that she can't seem to get, and it's been going on for years. You know, one of the kids is drinking, and uh, so I tell her just uh, th there is power. Maybe God wants those idols out of your house. You know, what's um, right. You know, he is a jealous God. But on the prayer, getting back to the prayer here, it says. Uh, well, let uh, me say something about the yes, idols. Yes. Uh, you know, Derek Prince, uh, he mentioned uh, that he had uh, accumulated uh, idols in his travel. He had he had purchased uh, dragons uh, in uh, China because you know, he just liked the way they looked. Right. And he was really having a run of difficulty once he got rid of those uh dragons threw them out uh his the state of his spiritual being improved and the state of his life improved so that was quite a testimony from a a very learned and uh uh well thought of uh, christian uh, minister you know um it's amazing how much uh, a artist can put he he his presence into an, when carving an idol 
if you have a person that puts their soul or something, sometimes they they're infused with that artist, you know, and, and it just I'm just talking about furniture and things like that. When you walk into the house, you know, I'm always suspicious of items around the house if they're if if they have uh, infested with uh, spirits. <laughs> um, yes. When I used to sell real estate, I walk into a house and if it's cold and damp, and I walk in there and I feel a little creep, then I said, "No, there's there's something in here that why people are uneasy. They can't live here." You know, so you have to pray the walls, I have to pray for the walls, I pray for the house. And, um, but you're right, you know, at least try, try a difference, pull everything out, put it in storage. Or, you know, I mean, what's the, the life is too short not to try because the Bible does say uh, over and over again, don't make an image of, of anything on earth or in heaven or even angels. You know, because I am a jealous God, you know, and um, maybe we're, we're more, um, what do you call it, fragile than we can possibly imagine that we need to stay holy, praising God, thanking him. And if he says something, you know, and he says it over and over again, one of the things that's amazing that in this little three chapter little book, uh, Habakkuk sees the problem that people have got too many foreign uh, idols trying to good luck charms really that's all they are good luck charms and and God says and he goes he was mad at the Israelites when they were walking through the desert because they weren't asking for his counsel so I mean asking for God's counsel is, is easy as saying I thank you God I messed up I need your help and, and, and God will whisper and talk to us so easily and carry us that we don't need. We have the wisdom and the power of the ages right here at our consciousness, you know, inside of us already, residing on the inside of us as Christians. So I encourage anyone out there that's not a Christian to say yes to the cross, yes to, the, to, to what, where Jesus died on the cross. Just say, yes, I accept that. Please take take my life and my soul cleanse me lord and i accept your son jesus christ for the sacrifice he did on the cross and amen say it by faith and you're good to go you have accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior if you do it with all honesty and and the lord will come in and change your human nature you will become change you will abhor evil things and love righteous things you're a new creation in christ jesus old things will pass away behold all things your spirit becomes new amen amen i i'm a little reluctant to do this but i'm going to do it anyway i'm going to ask you if i can make a little plug uh there's Please. no monetary interest on my part with regard to a plug what do you say <laughs> please yes go ahead okay there's a a company called uh, PureFlix, P-U-R-E-F-L-I-X. And they make uh, Christian movies. And some of them are excellent. You know, someone has said a picture's worth a thousand words. Now, I don't own any stock in PureFlix. I'm, I'm a s subscriber. It's five bucks a month and uh, for 12 months. And they've got... The book of Daniel, which is uh, was portrayed uh, so well, 
when I read the book of Daniel, now I have greater greater meaning. So it's just a testimony of a different way to reach the world. Uh, that's what their goal is. But anybody who's you know has an interest in uh, uh, Christianity or just uh, you know something that the kids can watch uh, that isn't going to pollute their mind. Uh, yeah, I would uh, I would recommend that. Uh, as I say, I'm a, a subscriber, not a owner of the company or anything, so I'm not making any uh, money on it. I'm just uh, Amen. trying to be helpful, that's all. And their library is huge, you know, a lot of documentaries of people who ever done something, you know, in life, any Christians, you know, uh, just amazing. I, I, uh, I had it for a while. We have to get it back again, you know, and, um, okay. Yeah. You've, you've experienced it. Yeah. I experienced all their documentaries and everything. And it's just people that I always wondered about, you know, uh, well, and there's certain, there's certain, you know, books that I'm particularly interested in and that's, uh, the second coming of Christ. They have several excellent, uh, runs on that they have a series uh where well the last one i saw was the last chance diner and uh, jesus appears in the diner uh uh through another form and i think he's done that in in the bible uh with melchizedek i think was one uh but at any rate, uh, it's it's a fantastically uh, good uh, uh, movie. That's the last one I saw. So, oh, you tried it. So great. We can talk yeah, about it sometime. I, or you can come over and watch one with me if you want. Yeah. Is that the one with uh, Jackie Velasquez comes out on that restaurant scene? I, you know, I, I, I haven't watched it enough yet to get the names of the actors uh down in my memory you know my memory is i'm older so my memory's not good right now yeah i think uh i think the actor done a jesus movie there and some of the people there i i i seen that movie um it's very well done because they just explain all the uh all the challenges a human being can go through in life you know just it's just really awesome and explains really good. Uh, one of the things I wanted to finish up is the is Habakkuk finishes up. He sees God's work going over the world, and, and he, you know, and he looks ahead. It's like I just when I'm going through a test or trial, I when I don't understand why I'm in it or why it's happening, or that's the best thing to to keep thanking God because you know he's ultimately working everything for good that's why it's so important to keep praising him and keep thanking him especially if you don't understand why you have to go through this you know attitude is everything yes so Habakkuk says I trembled inside when I heard all these my lips quivered with fear my legs gave beneath gave away beneath me and I shook in terror I will wait quietly for the coming day when disaster will strike the people who invade us. 
even though the fig tree has no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crops fail and the field lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He will make me as sure-footed as a deer and bring me safely over the mountains. And that's that's our, that's good attitude for us to praise God for a problem and believe there's always a reward and significant reward when it's done right. Yes. You go through the anger first. Why me? Then you go through the self-pitying stage. You know, why me? Boo, 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 boo. And yep. then you, you accept it like a grown-up, like a man. and says, okay, God, I'm going to thank you for this problem for the rest of my life, even if it kills me. The acceptance part is when God says, okay, you're done. You, the, 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 uh, the test is over with. You have, you have successfully passed it. Now the reward comes. And the reward is huge. It's, it's a beautiful system. So if you're in the crucible, with a problem and who isn't in the challenges, we just keep thanking God, thanking God, keep praising Him, bring out the tambourine and the <laughs> harmonica. Yeah. And get happy about grievances, people talking about you, bills, sickness, disease. Just start rejoicing and, and see that stuff uh, diminish in importance. Amen. Yeah. And it, it mentions that. Uh, there are musical notes uh, uh, in in that section, so they believe that it is meant to be sung. So even on our deathbed, we should be singing for joy because for, as Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. In other words, I'm here on earth, I'm in a lot of pain, when I die, I'm going to be in glory. So I've run the race and I've kept the faith. I, that really impresses me. Beautiful, beautifully said. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming in to today's study. We, we, we really enjoy this because we're rapid pace and it's really interesting. Um, thank you, Al, for showing up today and, uh, and joining me and helping us, really, because if it wasn't for your ability to focus and take us through this, you know, it would have been uh, as dead as last year's turkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the compliment. Uh, it, it's, it's only through the Holy Spirit as we talked, you know, we're, we're going to just ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us through this. So I hope uh, we were able to hear him. Uh, sometimes I get so busy in my head, I forget to listen to the spirit. So anyway, amen. God bless you. Go ahead and take Finally. us out. Take us oh. out in a little prayer, please. Bless us okay. all. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your hope. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who guides us and directs us and for your Holy Scriptures, which give us the word in writing and in voice so we can hear what is your will for us that we may do it. You do not lead us 
uh, in the dark. As Jesus said, and I need to remind myself of this, Lord, that Jesus said, uh, I am with you now, but I'm going to send somebody better than me because, because I'm a man. I can't be everywhere at the same time. Lord, you send your Holy Spirit who can be with us always and who will give us uh, great advice without judgment. Uh, I pray that all the blessings of the information that's given and our sincere prayers uh, take hold in people, all of the people's lives. We do not wish that any should perish. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you very much, everyone. And thank you, Al. Okay, brother friend. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Limitless Love, October 18, by Gloria Copeland. No substitute for fellowship. 1 Corinthians 15.33 from the New International Version says, Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 1 Corinthians 15.33 NIV Why is it that bad company corrupts good character? It is because we are influenced by our associations. When we habitually fellowship with negative people, before long we find ourselves thinking and talking negatively. When we habitually fellowship with positive people, we soon become more positive and optimistic. That's why if you want to walk in love, spending time in fellowship with God is the very best thing you can do because He is so perfectly loving The more you associate with Him, the more loving you become. The more you listen to His voice and attend to His word, the more naturally kind and loving your words will be. Without your even realizing it, His nature will begin to rub off on you. His influence will bring out those qualities within you which come from Him. You will naturally begin to walk and talk and act in love. Have you ever been around someone who was raised in an area of the country where people speak in a very distinctive way? If that person moves away after they're grown, they often lose much of their original accent. They begin to speak more like the people in the area where they're living now. But put them in a group of people from their hometown and before long, their speech will change. The old accent will be back as strong as ever. The influence of the people from home will naturally bring out the old familiar tones and phrases they used to used to growing up. Suddenly, without even trying, they'll sound again like the person they used to be. That's what happens to us when we fellowship with the Lord. His presence and His divine personality so affects us that, without even trying, we are conformed to the image of Jesus. We start acting on the outside like who we are on the inside. A new creation born with the nature of God. One author who understood that principle was Donald G. In his book, The Fruit of the Spirit, he wrote, 
Loss of communication is the explanation of most of our failure in spiritual fruit bearing. Loss of communion, loss of communion, excuse me, loss of communion is the explanation of most of our failure in spiritual fruit bearing. And no amount of Christian work or even exercise of Christian gifts can ever be a substitute for walking with God. It is encouraging to remember that sustained communion with Christ in our daily walk produces the fruit of the Spirit unconsciously. Others see it before we do, and it is better so. Keep that in mind the next time you schedule gets hectic and you find yourself too busy to spend time with the Lord. Remind yourself that His company is what produces the fruit of the Spirit. Only His fellowship can bring out His love in you. Only the fellowship of Jesus can bring out His love in you. Proverbios 18. El egoísta solo busca su interés y se pone a todo buen consejo. Opone. El necio no tiene deseo de aprender, solo le importa llamar la atención. Como la maldad viene, la vergüenza con el orgullo la deshonra. Las palabras del hombre son aguas profundas, río de corre, pozos de sabiduría. No está bien que los jueces favorezcan al culpable y le nieguen sus derechos al inocente. Con sus labios el necio se mete en líos, con sus palabras se busca buenos azotes. Las palabras del necio son su propia ruina. Con sus labios se echa la soga al cuello. Los chismes son como golosinas, pero calan hasta la más profundo. Los perezosos y los destructores hasta hermanos resultan. El hombre del Señor... El nombre del Señor es una torre poderosa a la que acuden los justos en busca de protección. El rico cree que sus riquezas son una ciudad protegida por altos muros. Tras el orgullo viene el fracaso, tras la humildad la prosperidad. Es una necesidad y una vergüenza responder antes de escuchar. Al enfermo lo levanta su ánimo, pero el ánimo decaído, ¿quién podrá levantarlo? Los labios y inteligentes, los labios y inteligentes adquieren los conocimientos que buscan. Los sabios inteligentes adquieren los conocimientos que buscan. Los sabios y inteligentes adquieren los conocimientos que buscan. 
con un regalo se abren todas las puertas y se llega hasta la gente importante. El primero en defenderse aparece tener la razón hasta que llega su contrario y lo desmiente. El juicio divino pone fin a los pleitos y separa a las partes en pugna. Más se cierra el hermano ofendido que una ciudad amurallada. Los pleitos se paran como las rejas de un palacio. Cada uno comerá hasta el cansancio del fruto de sus palabras. La vida y la muerte dependen de la lengua. Los que hablan mucho sufrirán la consecuencia. Encontrar esposa es encontrar lo mejor. Es recibir una muestra del favor del Señor. El pobre habla con ruegos. El rico responde con altenaría. Algunas amistades se rompen fácilmente, pero hay amigos más fieles que un hermano. Salmos 18 Un canto de victoria. Tú, Señor, eres mi fuerza. Yo te amo. Tú eres mi protector, mi lugar de refugio, mi libertador, mi Dios, la roca que me protege, mi escudo, el poder que me salva, mi más alto escondite. Tú, Señor, eres digno de alabanza. Cuando te llamo, me salvas de mis enemigos. La muerte me envolvió en sus lazos. Me encontré en trampas mortales. En mi angustia llamé al Señor. Pedí ayuda a mi Dios. Y Él me escuchó desde su templo. Mis gritos llegaron a sus oídos. Hubo entonces un fuerte temblor de la tierra. Los montes se estremecieron hasta sus bases. Fueron sacudidos por la furia del Señor. De su nariz brotaba humo. De su boca un fuego destructor. Por la boca lanzaba carbones encendidos. Descorrió la cortina del cielo y descendió. Debajo de sus pies había grandes Nubarrones montó en un ser alado y voló, deslizándose sobre las alas del viento. Tomó como escondite, como tienda de campaña, la densa oscuridad que le rodeaba. Y los nubarrones cargados de agua... Un fulgor relampaguente salió de su presencia, brotando de las nubes granizos y carbones encendidos. 
El Señor, el Altísimo, hizo oír voz de truenos desde el cielo, granizos y carbones encendidos. Lanzó sus flechas, sus relámpagos, y a mis enemigos hizo huir en desorden. El fondo del mar quedó al descubierto. Las bases del mundo quedaron a la vista. Por la voz amenazante del Señor, por el fuerte soplo que lanzó. Dios me tendió la mano desde lo alto y con su mano me sacó del mar inmenso. Me salvó de enemigos poderosos que me odiaban y eran más fuertes que yo. Me atacaron cuando yo estaba en desgracia, pero el Señor me dio su apoyo. Me sacó a la libertad, me salvó porque me amaba. El Señor me ha dado la recompensa que merecía mi limpia conducta. Pues yo he seguido el camino del Señor, jamás he renegado de mi Dios. Yo tengo presente todos sus decretos, jamás he rechazado sus leyes. Me he conducido ante el sin tacha alguna. Me he alejado de la maldad. El Señor me ha recompensado por mi limpia conducta en su presencia. Tú, Señor, eres fiel con el, el que es fiel, irreprochable con el que es irreprochable, sincero con el que es sincero, pero sagaz con el que es astuto. Tú salvas a los humildes, pero humillas a los orgullosos. Tú, Señor, me das luz, Tú, tú, Dios mío, alumbras mi oscuridad. Con tu ayuda atacaré al enemigo y sobre el muro de sus ciudades pasaré. El camino de Dios es perfecto. Las promesas del Señor es digna de la confianza. Dios protege a cuantos en él confían. ¿Quién es Dios fuera del Señor? ¿Qué otro Dios hay que pueda protegernos? Dios es quien me da fuerzas, quien hace intachable mi conducta, quien me da pies ligeros como de siervo, quien me hace estar firme en las alturas, quien me entrena para la batalla, quien me da fuerzas para tensar arcos de bronce. Tú me proteges y me salvas, me sostienes con tu mano derecha, tu bondad me ha hecho prosperar. Has hecho fácil mi camino y mis pies no han resbalado. Perseguí a mis enemigos y los alcancé y solo volví después de destruirlos. Los hice pedazos, ya no se levantaron, cayeron debajo de mis pies. Tú me diste fuerza en la batalla e hiciste que los rebeldes se inclinaran ante mí. Y que delante de mí huyeran mis enemigos. Así pude destruir a los que me odiaban. Podían ayuda y nadie los ayudó. Llamaban al Señor y no les contestó. Los deshice como a polvo que se lleva el viento. Los pisoteé como a barro de las calles. Me libraste de un pueblo rebelde. Me hiciste jefe de naciones y me sirve gente que ya no conocía sirve 
En cuanto me oyen, me obedecen. Gente extranjera me halaga. Gente extranjera se acobarda y sale temblando de sus refugios. Viva el Señor, bendito sea mi protector, sea enaltecido Dios, mi Salvador. Él, Él es el Dios que me ha vengado y que me ha sometido los pueblos. Él me salva de la furia de mis enemigos, de los rebeldes que se alzaron. Contra mí, tú, Señor, me salvas de los hombres violentos. Por eso te alabo entre las naciones y canto himnos a tu nombre. Concedes grandes victorias al rey que has escogido. Siempre tratas con amor a David y su descendencia. Salmo 48 Grandeza de Sion, Ciudad de Dios El Señor es grande, nuestro Dios es digno de alabanza en su ciudad y en su santo monte. ¡Qué hermosa altura del monte Sion! Allá en el extremo norte es la alegría de toda la tierra. Es la ciudad del gran rey. Dios está en los palacios de Jerusalén. Dios se ha dado a conocer como un refugio seguro. Pues los reyes se reunieron y juntos avanzaron contra ella. Pero al ver la ciudad se sorprendieron, se inquietaron y huyeron. El miedo de adueños de ellos se retorcían de dolor como mujer de parto, como el viento del este que destroza los barcos de Tarsis. En la ciudad de nuestro Dios, el Señor Todopoderoso, hemos visto con nuestros ojos lo mismo que nos habían contado. Dios afirmará para siempre a Jerusalén, Oh Dios, en medio de tu templo pensamos en tu gran amor. Oh Dios, por toda la tierra eres alabado como corresponde a tu nombre, como tu poder hace tener justicia. Que se alegre el monte Sion, que salten de alegría las ciudades de Judá por tus justicias decisiones. Caminen alrededor de Sion y cuenten las torres que tiene. Fíjense que su muralla y en sus palacios para que puedan contar a las generaciones futuras que así es nuestro Dios por toda la eternidad. Él es nuestro guía internamente. Salmo 78 Acciones de Dios en favor de su pueblo Pueblo mío, atiende a mi enseñanza Inclínate a escuchar lo que te digo 
Voy a hablar por medio de, de fra, refranes. Diré cosas que han estado en secreto desde tiempos antiguos. Lo que hemos oído y sabemos y nuestros padres nos contaron. No lo ocultaremos a nuestros hijos. Con las generaciones futuras alabaremos al Señor y hablaremos de su poder y maravillas. Dios estabilizó una ley para Jacob, puso una norma de conducta en Israel y ordenó a nuestros antepasados que la enseñaran a sus descendientes para que la conocieran las generaciones futuras, los hijos que habían de nacer y que ellos a su vez la enseñaran a sus hijos para que tuvieran confianza en Dios y no olvidaran los que él había hecho para que obedecieran sus mandamientos y no fueran como sus antepasados, rebeldes y necios, faltos de firmeza en su corazón y espíritu. Generación infiel a Dios. Los de la tribu de Efraín que estaban armados con arcos y flechas dieron la espada al día del combate. No respetaron su pacto con Dios ni quisiera obedecer sus enseñanzas. Se olvidaron de lo que él había hecho, de las maravillas que les hizo ver. Dios hizo maravillas delante de sus padres en la región de Solán que está en Egipto. Partió en dos el mar y los hizo pasar por él. Defendió el agua como un muro. De día los guió con una nube y de noche con luz de fuego. En el desierto partió en dos las peñas y les dio a beber agua en abundancia. Dios hizo brotar de la peña un torrente de aguas caudalosas. Pero ellos siguieron pecando contra Dios, se rebelaron contra el Altísimo en el desierto Quisieron ponerle a prueba pidiendo comida a su antojo. Hablaron contra él diciendo, ¿Acaso pude Dios servir una mesa en el desierto? Es verdad que Dios partió la peña, que de ella brotó agua como un río, y que la tierra se inundó, pero ¿podrá dar también pan? ¿Podrá dar carne a su pueblo? Cuando el Señor oyó eso, se enojó. Su furor como un fuego se encendió contra Jacob porque no confiaron en Dios ni creyeron en su ayuda. Sin embargo, Dios dio órdenes a las nubes y abrió las puertas del cielo. Hizo llover sobre su pueblo el maná, trigo del cielo, para que comieran. El hombre comió pan de ángeles. Dios les dio de comer en abundancia. El viento del este y el viento del sur soplaron en el cielo. Dios los trajo con su poder. Hizo llover carne sobre su pueblo. Llovieron aves como arena del mar. Dios las hizo caer en medio del campamento y alrededor de las tiendas de campaña, y comieron hasta hartarse. 
Y así Dios les cumplió sus deseos. Pero aún no había calmado su apetito. Todavía tenían la comida en la boca cuando el furor de Dios cayó sobre ellos y mató a los hombres más fuertes. Hizo morir a los mejores hombres de Israel. A pesar de todo, volvieron a pecar. No creyeron en las maravillas de Dios. Por eso Dios puso fin a sus vidas como si fueran un suspiro. Y en medio de un terror espantoso, si sí, Dios los hizo morir, entonces lo buscaban. Y volvieron a él y lo buscaban sin descanso. Entonces se acordaban de Dios Altísimo que los protegía y los rescataba. Pero con su boca y su lengua le decían hermosas mentiras, pues nunca le fueron sinceros ni fieles a su pacto. Pero Dios tenía compasión, perdonaba la mal, su maldad y no los destruía. Muchas veces hizo a un lado el enojo y no se dejó llevar por la furia. Dios se acordó de que eran simples hombres, de que eran como el viento que se va y no vuelve. ¿Cuántas veces desobedecieron a Dios y le causaron dolor en el desierto? Pero volvían a ponerlo a prueba, entristecían al santo de Israel. ¿No se acordaron de aquel día? Cuando Dios, con su poder, los salvó del enemigo, cuando en los campos de Zoán, en Egipto, hizo cosas grandes y asombrosas. Cuando convirtió en sangre los ríos y los egipcios no pudieron beber de ellos. Mandó sobre ellos tabanos y ranas que todos los devoraban y destruían. Entregó a la langosta las cosechas por las que ellos habían trabajado. Con granizo y escarcha destruyó sus higueras y sus viñas. Sus vacas y sus ovejas murieron bajo el granizo y los rayos. Dios les envió la furia de su enojo, furor, condenación y angustia como mensajero de calamidades. Dios reina suelta a su furor, no les perdonó la vida, sino que les entregó la muerte. Hizo morir en Egipto mismo el primer hijo de toda familia egipcia. Sacó a Israel como un rebaño de ovejas, llevó a su pueblo a través del desierto, los llevó con paso seguro para que no tuvieran miedo. Pero a sus enemigos el mar los cubrió. Dios trajo a su pueblo, a su tierra santa, a las montañas que él mismo conquistó. Quitó a los pasganos de la vista de Israel. Repartió la tierra en lotes entre sus tribus y les hizo vivir en sus campamentos. Pero ellos pusieron a prueba al Dios Altísimo, rebelándose contra él y desobedeciendo sus mandatos. Pues lo mismo que sus padres lo abandonaron 
y le fueron infieles. Se torcieron igual que un arco falso. Lo hicieron enojar con sus altares paganos. Adorando ídolos, lo provocaron a celos. Dios se enojó al ver esto y rechazó por completo a Israel y abandonó al santuario de Silo, que era su casa entre los hombres. Permitió que sus enemigos capturaran el símbolo de su gloria y su poder. Tan furioso estaba contra su pueblo que les entregó a la espalda del enemigo. Los muchachos murieron quemados. No hubo canción de bodas para las novias. Los sacerdotes murieron a filo de espada y sus viudas no les lloraban. Pero después de el Señor como de un sueño, como guerrero que vuelve en, su, en sí del vino, despertó el Señor y derrotó a sus enemigos, los hizo huir, los cubrió de vergüenza para siempre. Rechazó además a la casa de José y no escogió a la tribu de Efraín. Elegido en cambio a la tribu de Judá y a su amado Monte Sion. Construyó un santuario alto como el cielo y lo afirmó para siempre como la tierra. Escogió a su siervo David, el que era pastor de ovejas. Le quitó de andar tras los rebaños para que cuidara a su pueblo para que fuera pastor de Israel. Y David cuidó del, cuidó el, del pueblo de Dios, los cuidó y los dirigió con mano hábil y corazón sincero. Salmo 108 Mi corazón está dispuesto. Mi corazón está dispuesto, Dios mío, dispuesto a cantarte himnos. Despierta, alma mía, despiertan, arpa y saltario. Despertaré al nuevo día. Te alabaré con himnos, Señor, en medio de pueblos y naciones. Por tu amor es más grande que los cielos. Tu lealtad alcanza el cielo azul. Dios mío, tú estás por encima del cielo. Tu gloria llena toda la tierra. Sálvanos con tu poder para que sean libertados los que amas. Respóndenos. Dios habló desde su santuario. Con qué alegría dividiré Sexiquem y repartiré el valle de Sucar. Galar y Manasés me pertenece. Efraín es el casco que cubre mi cabeza. Judá es mi bastón de mando. Moab es la palangana en que me lavo. Sobre Idam arrojaré mis sandalias. Cantaré victorias sobre los filisteos. ¿Quién me llevará a la ciudad amurallada? ¿Quién me guiará hasta el Irón? Pues tú, oh Dios, nos has rechazado. No sales ya con nuestras tropas. Ayúdanos contra el enemigo, pues nada vale la ayuda de ese, del hombre. Con la ayuda de Dios haremos grandes cosas. Él aplastará a nuestros enemigos. Amén. Salmo 138. 
Oración de gratitud al Señor. Te daré gracias, Señor, de todo corazón. Te cantaré himnos delante de los dioses. Me arroidaré en dirección a tu tan santo templo para darte gracias por tu amor y tu verdad, pues ha puesto tu nombre y tu palabra por encima de todas las cosas. Me arrodillaré en dirección a tu santo templo para darte gracias por tu amor y tu verdad, pues has puesto tu nombre y tu palabra por encima de todas las cosas. Cuando te llame, me respondiste y aumentaste mis fuerzas. Todos los reyes del mundo te alabarán al escuchar tus promesas. Alabarán al Señor por lo que Él ha dispuesto, porque grande es la gloria del Señor. Aunque el Señor está en lo alto, se fija en el hombre humilde y de lejos reconoce al orgulloso. Cuando me encuentro en peligro, tú me mantienes con vida. Despliegas tu poder y me salvas de la furia de mis enemigos. El Señor, Señor llevará a feliz término su acción en mi favor. Señor, tu amor es eterno. No dejes incompleto lo que has emprendido. Emprendido. La palabra de Dios. Amén. Salmo 140. Oración pidiendo la protección de Dios. Señor, líbrame de los malvados, protégeme de los violentos, de los que traman el mal y a todas horas provocan peleas. Su lengua es aguda como de serpiente. Sus palabras son como veneno de víbora. Señor, protégeme del poder de los malvados, protégeme de los violentos, de los que hacen planes para que yo caiga. Esos orgullosos me han puesto una trampa. Me han tendido red y lazos. Me han puesto trampas junto al camino. Le he dicho al Señor, tú eres mi Dios. Escucha, pues, mi grito suplicante. Señor, Señor, mi Salvador poderoso, tú proteges mi cabeza en el combate. Señor, no concedas al malvado sus deseos. No dejes que sus planes sigan adelante. Los que me rodean levantan la cabeza, que caiga sobre ellos la maldición que lanzan. Que caigan sobre ellos carbones encendidos, que los echen en pozos de donde no salgan más. Que no permanezca en la tierra el deslenguado, que el mal persiga al violento y a los y lo destruya. Yo sé que el Señor hace justicia al pobre y defiende el derecho del afligido. Los hombres honrados alabarán tu nombre. Los hombres rectos vivirán en tu presencia. Salmo 141. Mis ojos están puestos en ti. A ti clamo, Señor. Ven pronto. Escucha mi voz cuando te invoco. Sea mi oración como incenso en tu presencia y mis manos levantadas como ofrenda de la tarde. 
Señor, ponle a mi boca un vigilante que cuide de que yo no abra los labios. Aleja mis pensamientos de la maldad. No me dejes andar en malas acciones ni tomar parte en banquetes de malhechores. Es un favor que el hombre honrado me castigue, un perfume delicado que me reprenda. Tales cosas no rechazaré. A pesar de sus golpes, seguiré orando. Los jefes de los malvados serán despeñados y verán que mis palabras eran agradables. Sus huesos serán esparcidos junto al sepulcro que como cuando se abren surcos en la tierra. Señor, Señor, mis ojos están puestos en ti. En ti busco protección, no me abandones. Líbrame de la trampa que me han puesto. Líbrame de la trampa que los malhechores, que caigan los malvados en su propia red, mientras yo sigo adelante. Thank you for coming today. We're listening to Provision Promises from Joseph Prince, page 148 of his book. The scripture is Deuteronomy 28, 1-7 in the Amplified Bible. If you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your beasts, the increase of your cattle, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading throw. Blessed shall be you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 7. And Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for anyone who believes. Romans 1, 16. Good grace from hearing the good news. Good grace. Let me share with you what hearing and hearing the good news of the gospel did for one student in my congregation. This student had done badly in her mid-year examination, failing three core subjects. Her parents then started playing my messages in their home and car as often as they could. As this girl listened repeatedly to the messages, her parents shared with me that they noticed a dramatic change in her attitude toward her studies. She started to place her hope and reliance on God, and peace began to replace the stress of school. Six months later, in her final year examination, to her delight and that of her parents, she scored really well on those core subjects and received two awards, one for being among the top student in class and another for having made the best progress. Whatever your challenge is today, continually listen to the gospel of Jesus leads to good success and with that i'm going to read some prosperity scriptures 
Psalm 68:19 says, "Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation." Think about that. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us up with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Think about that. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Psalms 84:11 says, "For the Lord God is a sun and shield; the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly." And Psalms 85:12, "Yeah, the Lord shall give thee that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase." Yes, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Psalms 92:12 and 14 The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree he shall grow like a cedar Lebanon those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God they shall still bring forth fruit in old age they shall be fat and flourishing Psalms 103:2 2 and 5 says Blessed be the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles Psalm 105:37 He brought them forth also with silver and gold and there was none one feeble person among their tribes Psalm 107 Verse 8 and 9 Oh that men will praise the Lord for his goodness for his wonderful works to the children of men for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness Again Psalm 112 verses 1 2 and 3 Praise you the Lord blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments His seed shall be made mighty upon the earth the generation of the oppressed shall be blessed wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endure it forever amen and amen let's folks let's take that to the bank amen <laughs>